Welcome to Ghostly. Is the Shrewsbury Prison haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week, except for this month, because we are weekly this month. It's Halloween. Yeah. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. And just a note, we are going to have the polls open throughout the entire month of July, including the last episode, I mean, month of October. (laughs) It's Christmas in July, (laughs) but it's October and it's Halloween. We're going to have the polls open the entire month of October, and that includes the last episode in September as well. So if you want to go to vote on any of these uh, episodes to tell us if you believe they're haunted or not, just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on the polls button. Yeah, Uh, it's really easy. Um, There should also um, be a link um, in the show notes. So just go, go take a look. You put a link in the show notes to the polls? I do. Okay, awesome. Um, So this episode is about Shrewsbury Prison, which um, sounds like it's such a nice place. Shrewsbury. I bet there's berries there. (laughs) Um, And it was not. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Um, But it is a really interesting place because it is our only one that's overseas for this. Yes, we decided we should probably do a little something. Yeah. So the way that they handle prisoners is just slightly different. It's not not crazy. Uh, if we would go to like uh, Denmark or something like that, then that would be they Maybe they handle things. Extreme. Yeah, they're more like dorms there. Ah, gotcha. But here it's still like a prison, and this one was overcrowded. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Aren't I mean, they all? Yeah, they are. <laughs> That's the thing. If you uh, have a place to lock people up, you're going to lock people up. Yeah, pretty much. You're like, there's room still? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll squeeze some people in. Yeah. Um. So this would be typically the time when we were going to do a shout out on the episode. There are two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast, and we always love those five-star reviews, but we will take any and all reviews that we uh, receive, and we will read them on Ghostly. Uh, the second way is to become a member on Patreon. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on Patreon in the menu bar. And we have a lot of different tiers to choose from, and we're going to be revamping a little bit soon. Yeah, so definitely keep an eye out for that because there's going to be a few changes coming up. Um, but one thing that we have over there, there are some changes, but it's still going to be there, is Ghostly X, which is our really fun um, yeah. other extra show, bonus show yep. that you can get access to yeah although it's going to be coming a live show where you can yeah. actually be part of it right then. you you know if you've uh, ever been sitting there and you're like i just need to tell pat how wrong he is about this and i have better arguments <laughs> than rebecca. rebecca i was gonna say yeah. oh, rebecca's not giving the right arguments <laughs> <laughs> like this will be your chance if yeah. you join uh the patreon and and get to ghostly x yeah, yeah in this month we're going to be doing sing sing prison for our ghostly x live stream okay so uh yeah it would be a good time to uh get in there because then you'll have one extra prison episode yes absolutely and we have no uh shout outs this this episode yeah but definitely you know yeah go join patreon or uh give us a review we would love to read it yeah absolutely all right so i do have a listener mail okay um so this one actually though is kind of long 
Okay. So um, this is from one of our listeners, Tim, who is in the book club. Oh, which, yeah. By the way, I'm going to be putting out, um, or I've already sent it out to the book club members, but uh, I, I want to put out a reminder for everybody. If you want to join book club, we have picked a very spooky book to be for all of us to be reading here this month of October. I want to chat about it uh, yeah. in November. And if you uh, want to become a member, it's right on ghostlypodcast.com. It's in the menu bar. There's a book club button. You, you can bet. go ahead and click on that and sign up. Or you could probably even just email Rebecca at Rebecca at ghostlypodcast.com. You bet. I will get you set up. Yeah. Um, all right. So Tim sent us a letter. And again, it's a little bit longer. This so was in the actual mail. In, in the actual, I'm holding a piece of paper. Thank you, Tim. That's <laughs> <laughs> always exciting. So I figured what I'd do is we've got a couple of these um, prison episodes coming up this month. So I'm going to break this up. So we're going to just kind of read parts of it. And you'll just need to keep listening to follow along and okay. finish the story of, of Tim. And his friend. All right. So here it goes. This is the story of unexplained phenomena as told by my best friend. (laughs) Phenomena. Uh, I was there and I can verify the facts of that night, but this is the way John told it. Okay. Okay. One night, Tim and I, so John was the other guy, right? So one night, Tim and I met a dog that wasn't there. I mean, it was there, but it wasn't real. Like maybe you could see it but nobody did. Let me tell you the story. We were on a Boy Scout camping trip, and since becoming Eagle Scouts, the leaders allowed us to leave the campsite. In town, we met some local kids after school, and they invited us to meet them at the river that night. With girls! (laughs) Yeah, that's in all caps. (laughs) Very exciting. Um, This was around the beginning of October, so the days were too warm and the nights were just right. Both of us were 16, and I had my car, so we planned to meet up. I remember the dark came slow that day and that the moon was almost full. As we drove out of camp and headed for the overpass where the locals had told us to meet, this sounds very sketchy, by the way, the locals (laughs) told us to meet them, Um, I thought how cold it might be in the water. The bridge was about 15 miles out of town. <laughs> oh, no. So when we get, I, I'm, by the way, I have, I actually, I read the first part of the story, but I haven't finished it yet. So I don't, I'm projecting. So I'm not saying that these people, are, <laughs> these locals are bad. I'm just like, this is how horror movies start. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> Anyways, the river below was not rushing too loud and it sounded more like a gentle stream. Um so the wait started and we decided to go uh, ahead and drive down to the riverbank below following a ruddy dirt drive down about 15 to 20 feet from the bridge above. It was quite dark now and the sounds of night were in full swing as I parked the car on the stony bank just five feet from the water's edge. Together we climbed onto the hood of my Toyota station wagon and stared at the stars while listening to our favorite punk songs. The others never showed up (laughs) and the clouds Mm. began to creep uh, across the sky as the misfit sang about remembering Halloween. Soon it was too cold to even just go swimming ourselves and the river seemed to move faster when we shined our flashlights down into the water. Shadows across the river had glowing eyes from possums or raccoons coming down for a little nightcap. Glenn Danzig on the CD player crooned for wanting skulls and Tim figured we'd been stood up probably because all we had on were our Boy Scout uniforms. <laughs> Jumping back into the car, I revved up the engine and the wheels kicked up rocks, but the car sat still. I tried again, but we were just spinning there and digging deeper. 
Tim jumped out and testified that we were stuck. He went around um, back to give her a push, but it became clear that the car wouldn't gain even an inch forward. Getting creative, we grabbed at nearby bushes and trees for wedging under the tires to no avail. Oh, good idea, though. It was a good idea. Um, that was the last idea we had before climbing oh. the steep bank out and heading for nearby homes to see about a phone call to Triple A. Mm. And that's where we're going to stop for today. Okay. That's our little setup. Triple A is very spooky. <laughs> Triple A is very spooky. <laughs> no, and I don't mean to disparage the locals because honestly, yeah. I could totally see you just like met these people in the afternoon and you're like, yeah, you should really come out with us tonight because we're going to go down by the river. And then like life happens and you yeah. just don't go down by the river and like you don't really care about these strangers. Sure. So like, or back then probably have even any way to let them know. Yeah, absolutely. So it may not have been malicious is what I'm saying. I can't wait to hear the rest of the story. (laughs) So uh, this would be the part where we do polls uh, typically, but uh, there are no poll results for this month. We're just going to collect the the data Mm -hmm. uh, this month. So in case you get, you know, backed up a little bit. You can still go vote. Yep. Don't don't hesitate. Go out there. Go find the vote. Uh, place to vote uh, at ghostlypodcast.com slash polls. Um, also, I just want to remind everybody, if you have a listener mail, because we definitely oh, would yeah, love yeah. to read your listener yes, mails. Yes, So, yeah, uh, you could email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or use the contact us form on ghostlypodcast.com. Or my favorite way, the way that Tim did it is to send it in the actual mail to P.O. Box number 264, and that's in Geneva, Illinois, 60134. You're not going to remember any of that? Go to ghostlypodcast.com and scroll to the footer, and all that information's there. Absolutely. All right. I do have a ghost story for us. You do? Yeah. We got to get into the spooky. All right. Let's get it. Okay. I started a new job a few months ago. Haunted prison tour guide. How fun is that? I love it. It's a great side gig where I get to spend my time talking about spooky history and helping people get scared. What could be better? But last night was a little different. The other tour guides warned me that my time would come when I would have something happened. (laughs) They said, this place has too much activity going on. Eventually, everyone has something happen when you work here. I'll be honest, though, I didn't really believe it. I mean, I tell the stories and I believe that maybe something happened to these people, but I didn't think anything would happen to me. Back to last night. We were in one of the sections that people say is the most haunted, where they did the hanging executions. I had just finished telling them all about what had happened there, how horrible it all was, and I told everyone to walk around with their EMF readers and just investigate. I was standing there, just watching people have fun, when all of a sudden, I felt my arm get cold. Just my arm. It was the weirdest feeling. I looked at my arm and tried to shake it off. When I looked back up, one of the guests was staring at me. Well, I thought she was staring at me. I asked her if she was all right. Her eyes got big and she said in a loud whisper, 
there's a giant shadow standing right behind you. I froze. All of the sudden, I could feel it there, standing right behind me, touching my cold arm. The woman just stood there too. Her lips were moving, but no sound came out. After what felt like forever, but was probably only 20 to 30 seconds, I felt the cold touch pull away, and I managed to turn around. Nothing was there. It was gone. I looked back at the woman, and she just shook her head as if trying to get that image out of it. She didn't scream. She just said, I need to get out of here. Unfortunately, I don't have the same choice. Wow. Um, although this would have been in an English accent or British uh, yeah, accent. Yeah, I'm sorry. I could have. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I still, I, you know, it would mm-hmm. just be, it would just make it silly. If unfortunately. I unfortunately, <laughs> I can't. I don't. I don't have the same choice. <laughs> My The problem is I like go between, you know, different English accents. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, well, theoretically, they are all English accents. <laughs> No one would actually talk that way in English. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, governor, unfortunately, but like that's not right. Like, <laughs> so um, how much of this story is real? So this is a story that um, is told by one of the tour guides that oh, okay. happened to him. I, I changed, I should say, that, I take that back. There is a story told um, about a, a guest telling him, I see a shadow mm-hmm. behind you. The cold arm, though, is something that happened in another investigation video that I watch. So I just kind of oh, so you combine put them, them together uh, to make it extra scary. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we return, we're going to get to the history. Oh, hey there, Count Panic. I got a question for you. What's that, Bob? What do you know about Mothman, the Loch Ness monster, ghosts, demons, and things that go bump in the night? Not much, Bob. Well, lucky for you, we host a podcast called Bob After Dark, where we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. Wow, where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at. Pets. Facts. From a skeptic point of view. Pets. Facts. He presents it all to you. Pets. Facts. Facts. All right, the the Pat Facts are sponsored by Tarot by Ta. Pat Facts. <laughs> Sorry, said that in there. All right, Ta is a professional tarot card reader with over 20 years of experience. Uh, he reads at numerous public events, private parties, and personal appointments throughout the greater Chicagoland area. And he also does his readings worldwide using online services like Zoom. And the best part? is he's hashtag Team Skeptic. So to find out more about Ta, visit and like his Facebook page at facebook.com slash tarotbyta. All right, let's get into those pet facts. So there's been a prison on this site, the site where Shrewsbury Prison is, since 1793. Wow. Uh, We were just talking about it um, before this, and I think the old prison was called the Dana or the Dana. Mm -hmm. Goal, which is like how they would say jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so William Blackburn, an, an architect who designed many prisons, also played a part in drawing up the plans for a new prison. It was Blackburn who chose the site on which the prison is built. Blackburn uh, was influenced by the idea of John Howard. Okay. So John Howard was a renowned prison reformer. 
uh, he had suggested various ways in which the um, sanitary conditions of English prisons could be improved. Okay, so they were trying to make things a little better. Yeah, absolutely. These measures um, formed part of the 1774 Gall Act. Okay. Uh, Howard visited Shrewsbury in 1788 to inspect the plans for the new prison, and he disliked some aspects of the design, such as the size of the interior courts. Mm. So redesigns were undertaken by Thomas Telford, who is credited for making the prison. Um, He has been given the position of clerk of works at the new prison uh, the previous year. Okay. All right. So basically they're like, first guy, you didn't do a good enough job making this. Yeah. I think it was just a note, you know, notes on what he could do better. Yeah. Shrewsbury Prison was finished in 1793 with a bust of John Howard sitting proudly above the gatehouse. Uh, So that's the little bust you'll see if you pull up to it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, He gives his name to Howard Street, where the prison is located. Okay. So they had a lot of respect for this Howard. I guess so. I wonder if the prisoners would have (laughs) (laughs) or did. (laughs) Uh, The present uh, prison building was constructed in 1877. The prison took female convicts until 1922 when then it turned to a male prison. Okay. Wow. I mean, that's, oh my gosh. I'm sorry. It's just when you're in, when you live in America, you're just like, how yeah. long was that around? Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. So there was another prison there from 1793 to 1877. Gotcha. Or 1876 ish. Okay. Um, for 20 years, Samuel Webster Allen was the Roman Catholic chaplain at the prison before being made the Bishop of Shrewsbury. In 1897, former Wales Rugby Union international player John Strand Jones was the part-time Church of England chaplain from 1930 to 1934. So for many years, Shrewsbury Prison was a place of execution, which in older times was carried out in public. So that's the reason why this is kind of a big deal. It was carried out in public and drew huge crowds in unwholesome, festive atmosphere. <laughs> well, I'm sure back, the, back in the day, they thought it was pretty wholesome. Yeah, people would turn out early. They would, they would come early just so they can get a good spot. And they would have picnics and whatever you know they were doing there. And um, they uh, were looking for souvenirs. Oh, geez. Well, I mean, you know, I will say there was no TV there was no radio, there were no iPhones, Yeah, but it's still really sad. So this is the part that creeped me out the most, okay? okay. Because in the last uh, one we did with the uh, New Mexico penitentiary, mm-hmm. there was a, the one of the, the executions that we talked about was the nine-year-old girl, right? The guy that killed the nine-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. so this one, Shrewsbury's last public hanging was on April 9th, 1868, when 35-year-old John Mapp was executed for the murder of a nine-year-old girl. Wow. Just one month before the end of public executions in England. Okay, so by 1868, they were like, all right, all right, all right, we got to do this in private. Yeah. Uh, from, <laughs> from 1902 to 1961, there were eight executions at Shrewsbury Prison. On, the, on uh, February 9th, 1961, 21-year-old George Riley was executed by hanging for the murder of a 62-year-old woman. This would be the last execution to take place at Shrewsbury Prison before this form of capital punishment was abolished in 1969. Mm. So between 1902 and 1961, the following seven people were executed by hanging within the walls of HMP Shrewsbury for the crime of murder. 
Richard Wigley, aged 34, on Tuesday, on March, March 18th, 1902, for the murder of his girlfriend, Mary Ellen Bowen. William Griffith, and aged um, 57 years, and it was on Tuesday, uh, July 24th, 1923, for the murder of his mother, Catherine oh, Hughes. Frank Griffith, age uh, 40, it was on Thursday, um, January 4th, 1951, for the murder of Jane Edge. Harry Huxley, age 43, on um, Tuesday, another Tuesday one. I'm going to say Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> That's what we do here at the Shrewsbury yeah. Prison, Tuesdays uh, and Thursdays. This was July 8th, 1952, for the murder of his girlfriend, Ada Royce. Donald Neil Simon, age 32, it was on a Thursday, uh, October 23rd, 1952, for the murders of his estranged wife, Eunice Simon, and her lover, Victor Braids. Desmond Donald Hopper, age 27, it was on a Tuesday, (laughs) (laughs) Um, January 26th, 1954, for the murder of Betty Smith, and then finally George Riley, age 21, uh, it was on Thursday, February 9th, 1961, for the murder of his neighbor, Adeline Mary Smith. Now, what do all of these have in common? Hmm. The All of them, um, they killed a woman. Well, I mean, yeah. It's man killing a woman. Check, yeah. check. That's yeah. how that goes. So executions took place at 8 a.m. All executed prisoners were buried in unmarked graves inside the prison, as was customary. Now, I think we should just stop for a moment. Unmarked graves inside the prison. We're just making a note of it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The four executions which took place during the 1950s were all conducted by Albert um, Piper Point. Pierre Point. Pierre Point. Excuse me. Pierre Point and his assistant. Uh, The last execution in 1961 was conducted by Harry Allen and his assistant. In February 2014... The Ministry of Justice stated that the remains of the 10 executed prisoners were exhumed from the prison in 1972, with nine cremated at a local crematorium and the ashes scattered there. Oh, so, okay. So, like, were they exhumed in 1972? We just didn't learn about it until 2014? That's they were exhumed at some point. They didn't say Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, in September 2004, Member of Parliament George Stetson called for an equity uh, into the number of suicides which had occurred in Shrewsbury. This came after three inmates had hanged themselves at the jail in two weeks. Wow. So even though they weren't doing it anymore, the prisoners were doing it to themselves. That's yeah. Oh, sad. and I'm sorry. Um so with the exhumed bodies, there was a 10th person that they found, and that was George Riley, and they gave his body to the family. Oh, interesting. And the family could do what they want with it. Okay. The rest of them, they uh, cremated. Okay. Um, a report in 2005 named Shrewsbury Prison as the most overcrowded in England and Wales. Mm. In August 2008, a further report stated that the prison had 178 places in use, but held 326 inmates. Wow. An overcrowding rate of 183%. Jeez. 
A report in June of 2012 by the Prison Reform Trust awarded Shrewsbury second place in England and Wales for overcrowding. <laughs> that sounds positive. Yeah, I'm right? more awarding <laughs> you second place. Yeah. <laughs> Holding 326 uh, prisoners in space designed for 170 men. 326. Uh, that's what I said, right? Oh. 326? Sorry, yeah. I don't know why I, th- I thought you said 100. So. Oh, Sorry. 326. Um, designed for 170. Oof. A figure exceeded only by H.M. Prison Kennett in Liverpool at the time. What a great ro- award <laughs> yeah. to win. I'm sure they put that plaque on I'm their sure wall. I'm sure Howard Jones or whatever his name was up at the top would be like, hey, uh, John Howard, sorry. John Howard, yeah. <laughs> you just made up a name there, Howard it. Jones. I flipped it. <laughs> uh, in January 2013, it was announced that the prison was scheduled for closure. The last inmate were uh, the last inmates were transferred from Shrewsbury to other prisons on uh, February twenty seventh, twenty thirteen, ahead of its uh, closure in March. In September twenty twenty, the prison was purchased by Campbell uh, by the Campbell Group, who have operated the site for the past five years. This purchase will see the prison continue to operate as an interactive tourism destination with further development and investment planned to create a world-renowned attraction. Now, I will say that um, it was supposed to be um, like houses and stuff like that. Oh. But they never did that. Okay. So. So, and in the end, it just has become a tourist tourist place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The prison is mentioned in the poem on on Moonlit um, Heath, on Moonlit Heath and Lonesome Bank, from A. E. Um, Houseman's, a Shropshire, Shropshire, a Shropshire lad. It's too British. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the the proximity of the prison to Shrewsbury Railroad Station and Junction is highlighted in the verse. They hang us now in Shrewsbury Jail. The whistles blow forlorn. And trains all night groan on the rail to men that die at morn. Wow. Okay. So that is what I have. Do you have anything to add? Um, not too much for the history, just that the new place, um, they do a lot of tours there, as you know, talked about in the story, they do a lot of um paranormal tours and as well. Um, they've also really like set it up in a lot of areas as a museum where Mm -hmm. there's like different, you know, artifacts from things. And then for the hanging part, it's actually like, it's right next to where the hangings actually happened. They kind of recreated like Mm -hmm. what it would look like, but it's not the actual place. Like the hollows? The hollows, like from Harry Potter? No, that's where you get, that's where you get hung. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't know that word. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was okay. Well, anyways, that works. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so they recreated that, and um, uh, but but it's it's pretty interesting looking, and you can really they really do let you go a lot of places. So wow. But um, they don't let you investigate. They don't just let anybody investigate on their own. Like a lot of you know, if you're an investigation team, you have to get you know permission to do that. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to take a short break, and when we return, we're going to get to the debate. Oh, oh Neil. Oh. I wish I had just one more chance to go on your tour. Oh. 
Oh, hello. Well, guess what? You do this year. This October Halloween season, Graveside Paranormal is going to give you the best of the best. Come on out for our annual nightlife tour, which we are going to actually start off on Friday the 13th at 115 Bourbon Street every Friday and Saturday night in October. And guess what, boys and girls? You come out also, guess what? On Thursday nights, two Thursdays, October 19th and October 26th, we are going to be having a tour from the Branding Iron, the Pavilion. It'll be going out there. On the 19th, you're going to have special guest host, who is going to be Mr. Tony Sobowski. And on the 26th, which is another Thursday night, you're going to have Mr. Bob from Bob After Dark. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to once again get into St. James Cemetery at night for a nice little lantern tour. Most of you will be able to grab a little lantern and we're going to walk through the cemetery at night. So come on out this October and enjoy the great stories that Graveside Paranormal delivers. And as always, boom. Get tickets at tours.gravesideparanormal.com. Boo. So let's get going with this debate. All right, let's do it. So uh, there's, I mean, the place is just haunted, like, and just in general. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there, yeah, obviously, there was a lot of death there, people buried there, a lot of bad things happened, suicide, all of the, all of the things, you know, overcrowding. I mean, it was just a bad place to be. And so there's just a lot of energy there. Um, I, you know, there was, there isn't necessarily like one particular, like, yep. You know, we think it's for sure this. I mean, there's there's one of those we'll mention, but um, it's just overall just a haunted place. <laughs> and uh, cell block um, A and cell block C are the two most um, haunted places. What about B and D? I'm sorry. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> cell 210, uh, which is in C block, I believe, is actually considered um, like the most haunted Okay. So there you go. Um, so during um, a so this is from their website. Um, during one of their ghost tours, a customer approached the guide during the investigation where they let them the visitors wander, um, if they're brave enough to do that. <laughs> and that um, person asked, uh, "You know, there was someone watching you from that cell during the tour." And pointed upstairs to the this really haunted cell that they call the Poltergeist cell, uh, cell C two ten. It's named the Poltergeist cell because the prisoner who occupied it is widely believed to be a trapped spirit, having tragically taken his own life for fear of the punishment he would receive from the other inmates due to the nature of his crimes. Which I did not look up what that was. <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, but there's actually a lot of different investigators that have done um, investigations in this cell. Um, that cold arm that I talked about mm-hmm. earlier is something that happened to an investigator okay. in this cell. Um, and there's also um, these investigators that went in there 
um, that like, and I'll talk more about the other stuff they did later, but when they were in the cell, they stomped their, they did like a foot stomp mm-hmm. and there was like a response foot stomp. Okay. Well, so that, anyway, so a lot that could of be stuff. an echo though. Um, I mean, it could be, um, yeah. there, it is on video, but, um, but let's start with this thing where like the tour, the, the, the visitor said to the tour guide, like, hey, like while you were here, like there, while well, while you were talking, there was somebody up in the cell watching you, but then they, they were gone. There wasn't anybody there. Well, that sounds like a lovely and spooky story, but there's no evidence of that. Just the person saying it. Yeah. I mean, that's right. Yeah. So even the tour guide didn't necessarily see it. No. It was but... just the one person. And that could be that he saw a shadow or something like that of yeah. something. That doesn't have to be a person. doesn't have to be anything. Just saw a shadow of something. Okay. And then um, what do you think about the, the arm well, thing? The one thing I, I, I can tell you from investigating a, like a prison um, that's shut down is that they are super cold because windows are knocked out. They don't heat the places, um, especially for you know this kind of thing. They don't want to heat it and stuff. They don't want to have a lot of electricity going in it. Um, so I'm going to just say that it was a cold spot in the, in the prison caused by wind. I understand to just have your one arm though. It seems really weird to me. Um, so that's my thought on that. And then you okay. just think, you think the foot stomps an echo. I think it's an echo of some sorts or it's somebody else in another cell. Mm. So these can all be explained. I I think from regular science. So I'm going to have to give it a zero. Okay. Um, you know, and I, I will put a link to some of these videos where you can see some of this. Uh, again, there isn't a video of the tour guy, the tour part, but the investigator things I mentioned, um, one of them is Amy's crypt that I just always have to give a shout out to because she does such great investigations and I, I don't have time nor do I want to just like present everything that happens in her investigation in her video. Mm. Um, so I incur and it's like 45 minutes long, so <laughs> we don't wow. have time. Um, but they did some more investigating in the cell. Um, it's kind of something that's a little hard to recreate in a podcast. So um, I encourage you to go watch that, but then you can also hear her talk about her arm and, um, and then there's another video of the investigators that had the foot stomp. Okay. Um, so for me, I'm going to give this one, um, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Again, there's a lot of people that talk about this cell and things happening in this cell. Um, and the fact that I heard that I've heard three different stories from three different sources makes me give it a little bit more. To it. Okay. All right. All right. Next is the Shadow Man. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, the in the A wing. Um, there is, um, you know, again, a lot of reports of a Shadow Man. Um, and so in this case, there's a story that there was a visitor walking through the wing in the dark, and she saw a massive shadow of a man that filled a door frame. The shadow appeared to be standing watching the rest of the group from the end of the wing, where the Shadow Man is said to have died. And been spotted on a number of occasions. She rushed to get rushed to get her torch, meaning her flashlight, <laughs> out of her pocket uh, when she spotted him, but didn't manage to get it quickly enough before he walked away. So again, that's just one story. Like it's a little bit more of a story that I found. Um, again, it seems like prisons. 
a lot of shadow entities <laughs> in in uh, in prisons. So I think it's um, the location of where the where creepy. their windows are that there's usually not um, a window in a cell or anything like that. And just because, like you said, that this is in in um, the A wing uh, makes me think it's always in the A wing. So maybe there's something there that's causing more shadows. Maybe there's a light source that is, you know, not something totally visible, but it causes these shadow things to happen. I don't know. I mean, it just seems really weird to me, though, that you'd like see like a person. I don't know. Well, it's it's our it's it's our imagination that it's a person. It's a shadow. That doesn't mean it's a person or it could be a shadow of one of the people on the tour. Well, we don't know that. Well, we don't know that shadow people are people. Right, we did a whole episode on it. Shadow yeah, but I'm saying if it's in the form of a person, entities. it could be of a person. It could be a shadow of a person. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, yes, I see. If it's that shaped I, like a person, sure. that it could be an actual person that has a shadow cast. Right, but I guess the thing is, like, if you're on this tour and you know you're the only people and you're all together, you know there there isn't a person down there standing there. Like you would, like when we were on the tour of Bluff City Cemetery, yeah, and there was like a creepy guy <laughs> that we kept, or like a shadow of like a guy that we kept seeing, yeah. and we we're like, oh my god, and then it was just like. Then we have, we found out like, oh, no, no, my dad, he like walked back to the car. There was like another group of people mm-hmm. there. So it's like if you're on a tour like and you think you see something, you're going to like say something and then someone's going to be like, oh, no, like Joe just went down there to like look at it like you'd hear people. That's my thought. Yeah, I'm just it. I'm just not buying it, though. That's <laughs> so. All. So uh, I'm assuming you're going to give it give it a pat zero. Yeah. <laughs> a, a pat zero yeah patented pat zero yeah <laughs> and you're uh, gonna give it a seven i am gonna give it a seven yeah yeah i figured like, yeah. yeah exactly with this one all right so i mean like i don't we've got a lot to get through this <laughs> this month so um and there's there's uh, the, these all kind of fall under i i feel like like three different areas right so we have like the really haunted cell and see that um, has this guy that does this poltergeist activity. Then there's a shadow man that people see in A-Wing. And then there's just a lot of like weird noises, right? And we kind of had this with the um, old main where, you know, there's just a lot of noises in the prison. So this one is, and I don't have a lot of detail, sorry, in my notes. I just have like a little, like to remind myself. <laughs> um, so there's a video, um, this guy, Brandon. So mm-hmm. he does uh, exploring and he, with two of his friends. So Brandon explores video and they were allowed to come in and do um, an investigation. And so while they're investigating, and this is kind of right at the beginning, the one guy's like, they are, they're walking and like I heard it too. There was clearly a whistle. Like a person whistling. Okay. And so they're like, wait, did you hear that? Blah, 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 you know, have this conversation. So then the one guy, he's like, okay, wait, wait, quiet, quiet. And then he whistles mm-hmm. and pretty quickly there's a whistle back. Okay. And then they're like, ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then they And then they do it again a few times. And it's not regular. It's not mm-hmm. like a clear, you know, pattern. Um, and there are times in the video where, in all of these videos where you do hear the train because there is clearly a train. Sure. So it's not the train whistle. Um, and then these are the same people that then later when they're in that cell C210 um, do the foot stomp oh, okay. and they get the okay. response. So this seems to be their thing. You know, it seems to like 
with the stomp, I really think that that was probably an echo. With this, it could be a lot of different things. It could be a bird even, you know, that is trapped in the prison because the windows are probably broken out. So kind of like um, Hunger Games where they like do that whistle back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it kind of <laughs> like that. I mean... The Jabber Jays or whatever. They are. I mean, that happens, you know, when uh, like I've done that outside where I've whistled at a bird and they kind of whistle back and kind of try to mock that particular um, whistle. Yeah, wow. so. I've never had that. I mean, I've certainly... Again, like Kurt saw it on the Hunger Games, but I've never seen it. Well, in it, life. I mean, it really happens. Birds can do that. That that's why birds like the you know talking birds talk because they're mocking. They're mm. that that's what they're doing. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Man. I, I'm gonna have to go zero on this one only because I believe that that is an explanation, and I believe that that would be more likely true than a ghost. Okay, okay. Uh, I give this one a little bit of an eight because it was really little creepy. A little bit of an eight. Well, not I like I a hard eight. It's I also a little bit of an eight. you didn't share the videos with me, so I did not see these videos. Well, so the know. problem is they were just really long. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to send you. Like, yeah, these but really I mean, videos to watch. But, but I do, I don't have it to watch, so I don't okay. have that same element. So maybe I would change, but I don't think so. I think I would probably. I was going to say I'm pretty sure even if I sent it to you, that you would <laughs> still feel the same way. Um, but they will be in the show notes. Okay. And I absolutely encourage um you guys so the the Brandon Explores video and of course Amy's Crypt because she's amazing. Um, those are great. Uh, I, those are really good investigations of this prison. Um, and I think they show, they definitely had some stuff happen. You know, it wasn't like they caught a ghost on camera, but you know, had some creepy yeah. stuff. So uh, what would be your overall rating then, Rebecca? So my overall rating is going to be a seven then okay. for this place. Like it's, I don't think it's quite as haunted as Old Main. Okay. Um, but I definitely think that it's haunted. Again, there's just too many stories from too many sources for me. All right. And mine will be a zero, of course. The patented pat zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We're each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep each other honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebecca, well, I've never gone over. <laughs> never I once. I don't know. I think there was one time there was something. No, never went over. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes I get, you know, questioned in the middle of mine. So. <laughs> You ready? Yes. All right. And go. All right. So Shrewsbury is just a classic English haunted prison. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, you know, it as we heard, it had uh, it has people buried in unmarked graves that were then like, you know, like unburied and cremated and people um, being overcrowded. And it just does not sound like a pleasant place to be. It's been around a long time. So there's a lot of energy there. And I think as people are investigating and exploring, you know, they're definitely getting some of that um, energy coming back at them. Um, I don't know, you know, there's one particular entity that seems to be a big deal um, in that one cell, but otherwise it just seems to be like these, sh- you know, shadow people, shadow entities, and just weird, weird sounds and poltergeisty happenings. So it's haunted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. And go. So we have another classic case of a closed down prison that has to be haunted because it's closed down because it has no other use for it. Um, people do 
these ghost tours there because that's what people expect. They expect to see ghosts there. And uh, unfortunately, when your expectations are so high, sometimes that manifests into some kind of weird reality that you might think that you saw something. Um, But if you go there with a critical eye, I don't think you would actually have seen anything. If the lights were on, if they actually had lights, I don't think you would see anything. So that's that's it for me. (laughs) All right. So I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best form of advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. And I would like to give a shout out to all of our VIP patrons, which are like our producers. Yep. They help us with these episodes. We have Alicia. Becky. Kim. Ta. Ernie. Cindy. Kevin. Uh, Nicole. Jessica. Alice. Aaron. Hope. And Candy. And on the next episode of Ghostly, we're going to be talking about someplace I'm really excited to dive into this. <laughs> it's uh, where they filmed some of Shawshank at. Mm. Uh, it's the Ohio State Reformatory uh, in, in Mansfield, Ohio. And it comes out October 18th, so just a week away. Yeah. Uh, we're really excited to do that. And then we have a very special last one for oh, you. Oh, my. I am so excited I am for too. this last one. Yeah. Uh, I am also scared. Okay. Um, And you guys will learn why. All right. And uh, that comes up in the next episodes. So yeah. keep listening. And until then, stay ghostly. Bye.